0: This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, welcome back to Off the Break Podcast, ready for some turtle power this week. Turtles in a half shell.
1: Turtle power. Yeah, there you go, you got it. You're getting into it. I've been singing it to my kids, so...
0: I've been humming it to myself all day.
1: I've been singing it to it's my annoying. kids. I don't remember all the wor- words, so there gets some, to be some gibberish put in there. But yeah, it, it takes me back. It takes <laughs> me back to my childhood.
2: So we're talking about the release, um, as of yesterday, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And is your family now uh, fully... Involved in turtle stuff now after your kids
0: were able to experience it for the first time?
1: No, I don't think they liked it as much as Ken and I did. I
0: think they're pretty non committal about (laughs) a lot of things. Yeah. I I don't know that it grasps their imagination, but they also have so much more going on, like entertainment wise, than we did as kids. Where it was like, we had 1990, we had Ninja Turtles, and that was it. (laughs) Pretty much.
1: (laughs) I, I think that what gets them is they just really love streamers that play video games and they get so wound up over it. And that's like in their world mm-hmm. and breaking through that to be like, no movies exist has just been kind of a challenge, but we're going to keep fighting the good fight on that.
2: I don't think you guys are the only family that is experiencing that. I think that's the same for, um, a lot of parents that are having this younger generation of children grow up and not like you, Need to pass down like what you loved before, but you know, introducing them to like television and movies might be a bit harder because, like you said, they're just so inundated with different ways of entertainment now. Yeah, and
1: movie is the only thing I just realized that they have to wait for. You have to plan for. Wait for you have to leave the house for. You have to even just leave. You have to plan around the idea that they have to wait. That it is on a at a specific time. It's
0: not on their schedule, and
1: it's not on their schedule. And I do think that that's like more challenging for them to get behind. It feels burdensome to them because when we told them about going to turtles, they're like, "Oh, I don't want to leave the house. It's uh, hot. No. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot." Uh, and then they just get whiny. But then once they're there, they enjoy it. Sure. So, yeah. It's well, that tough. that
2: type of attitude is probably for every kid, no matter how they grew up. But it's that added. I think it's just adding in that they have to learn patience when it comes to waiting for something. Yeah. It's probably just another,
0: you <laughs> I, know, in challenging today's, step. In today's world.
2: I used yeah.
1: to love that you could, that you knew what time the movie was and you could go early and get to it and stuff. Mm-hmm. You didn't always like, weren't always able to hit the TV show when it was on. Like, Oh yeah. You have to wait for
2: it. like next day and you hope that episode came back. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Or if it came back later that day, just you know, maybe, oh my gosh, when you got TV Guide mm-hmm. and it wasn't the book.
2: <laughs> Game changer. Game changer. <laughs>
1: it was a menu on the TV. Whoa. Those are different times. What yeah, a, totally.
0: Yeah. What a crazy world to not have, to to only have that perspective.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Didn't have to look it up in a TV Guide booklet next to the couch. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well, kids.
0: The last two years have been, you know, set schedules with the movies we haven't had yeah. any major like sweeping changes things have been back to normal reasonably as far as the release calendar goes yeah we've had a couple of things adjust here and there right and then uh our, our pals over at sony dropped a bombshell last friday <laughs>
1: <Du-du-du-du-du-du-du>! yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love kyle's like headline for this segment the return of the release date change segment sponsored by sony pictures yeah <laughs> 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 masters at this segment this
0: was an epic sweeping punch in the gut schedule change that they they proposed and some of it you know is is understandable and some of it is uh, sony being sony
2: so how about we start with the big one i think everyone's probably heard the most recent one i should say
0: it's the big one
2: I think most recent is probably the correct yeah. choice yeah. there. <laughs> uh, but Gran Turismo, moving... Or excuse me, Gran Turismo, based on a true story, moved from August 11th to August 25th of this year. S-
1: they, get, they said it's because of the writer strike. And, um, you know, they just can't have their talent promote, so they need more time to market it. But two weeks? But uh, And I'm okay with that. that does, it, you can do a lot with marketing in two weeks. But from... The genius marketing team that added, like, based on a true story. Hammering it in. Yeah, hammering that in. That is not the way to go with this film. Nobody cares that this actually happened in real life.
2: I'm already getting the impression online that everyone's getting sick of this trailer. I think it's becoming the movie that, granted, is getting widespread attention, but Mm -hmm. I think when they keep getting hammered in. Based on a true story three times into every trailer, every T V spot, it's gonna get grading. Oh, I for
1: know, sure.
0: No, I'm gonna put this out in the universe, even though I don't need them to do another title change. The fact that PlayStation, the word PlayStation is not in the title of this, is a huge mistake.
1: Yeah. PlayStation
0: Studios. Gran PlayStation, Playstation's Gran Turismo. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, PlayStation's Gran Turismo. Not having would that be in so there is so good.
0: Not having that in there uh. is just ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, that's the only reason why the movie exists. That's the only reason why they're making this is because like we have IP here that Mm -hmm. we're gonna run with and make this like a thing.
1: Sure, they could probably move some more PlayStation units. I mean, it wouldn't hurt.
0: I mean, it's not necessarily the the consoles themselves, but multiples of this film franchise creating buzz for the next release of their the new game. Oh yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of opportunity here, and we're just based on a true story. Like it's. Call of the Wild, uh, you yeah. know, like it's like it's some Jack Kerouac novel. It's not the equivalent of like a winnie
2: Houston biopic, yeah, <laughs> right,
0: based on a true story. Yeah, no, we were joking earlier in the office that surprised they didn't put this at the end of the amazing George Foreman title. Yeah, to make it even longer.
1: <laughs> or like Universal didn't do it with Cocaine Bear because technically that's loosely based on a true yeah, story. Cocaine Bear I mean... based on
0: a true story. <laughs>
1: Could you imagine that? Like that would have been hilarious.
0: Yeah, Avengers Endgame based on a true story because yeah. it's like they're, they they show New York City. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: how much basing on this true story are we doing? Yeah. it Just the the term has no meaning anymore, and it, it has no marketing. Meaning.
0: If it's not if it's not a thousand percent true, if it's not a documentary, right? Like we've we had to have moved past that.
1: We yeah, that feels so such an old marketing gimmick that I think that's why it's so grading.
0: It could be. I
1: think.
2: You guys are right on that. I think if anything you just need to lean into like the 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 scenes of the racing cuz that looks like the most cool yeah. interesting stuff and then at the tail end of the m- movie when people see it they'll be surprised when you give notes at the end of it being uh, of you know at, at the end of every biopic where it's like this movie was based off of this guy and here's a picture right. of him compared to the actor and yeah. he did these things and it
1: actually the was credits, true. That we show the real pictures of people and you're like, "Oh, that's nice." Yeah.
0: I I just Which loved, they probably did, but which is absolutely at the end of this movie. Yeah. I guarantee it. Rubber stamp it. This is at the end of this movie. But in the marketing you don't need that. But I keep going mm-hmm. back to to air from this year when they gave everyone this incredible glow up the real life people because yeah. they they cast actors and celebrities in right. these roles. Like, Michael Jordan's mom was played by <laughs> Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Yeah. And you're like, holy cow, look at this glow up. And then the guy who actually manufactures the prototype shoes gets, gets played by, I forget the actor's name, but he has a hair lip and they put mm-hmm. this guy in there and it's like, oh they did that guy so dirty <laughs> i mean sonny, sonny vaquero gets played by matt damon almost,
2: almost a downgrade for that poor guy it's a
0: huge downgrade he's <laughs> yeah. like a regular looking guy yeah and he gets played by a guy with a lisp and a hair lip and it's like come and, on and he
2: almost and he almost he was the one that saved the company and not <laughs> the other guy
0: he prototyped a shoe in a day <laughs>
2: yeah
0: like it doesn't exist without the actual shoe without right. the actual designer
2: uh, it's yeah, the guy that gives the rousing speech, Ken. Dumped, that's what's important. They dumped
0: all over him, and it was like this is this is cold blooded. They <laughs> did this guy so dirty.
2: So so should we mention any of these other Sony yeah. releases?
1: Okay, well yeah, that one we got sidetracked. That's with the, the stupid recent name one. change. Yeah. but that but that moving back, that's okay. I think it served two functions. I know they're saying it's because the writer strike, but I think they are also looking at PLF and large format screens. And they're saying, we'll have a better chance of getting those on 825 Ooh. than they would have on 811. Because gotcha. Barbie and Oppenheimer are still going strong, and they're mm-hmm. still going to co- uh, command those screens. Plus, you what what they didn't give to Meg. Which, yeah, know? depending on how that opens. That's right. true. It probably
0: won't get any its first week, but its second week is very possible. Yeah,
1: so I think moving it back just gave a more opportunity at those upcharge screens, which was a good move on their part.
2: Okay, then that makes sense. Um so for the other 2023 releases from Sony, at least on this list here, Craven the Hunter, which is one of their Marvel adjacent projects, has been pushed back practically a year from October 6th sixth, excuse me, to August 30th of next year. And then the new Ghostbusters movie got pushed from December 20th to March 29th, 2024. I don't think that Ghostbusters movie is even in development. I don't think they started shooting. So I don't think that was ever going to make the release date right. anyway.
1: I have not heard anything on it. Yeah. There's no buzz, at least with the, with the revamp of the Ghostbusters. I didn't even know they were making another movie, right. to be honest with you. So when I saw Ghostbusters, like, what is this?
2: <laughs> Are we sure about that? Yeah.
1: So that one is not shocking at all. Craven the Hunter is interesting because that looked pretty done. So is that just a writer's strike promotion situation if it is then why push it so far back i
0: think they're trying to figure out how to market it i think it's such an off offshoot of the the marvel universe as a whole right and then you take the the hilarious failing of morbius after the opening week <laughs> yeah. was decent right like it, it's joined so much meme culture that it just became like this laugh out loud funny thing right at sony's expense yeah like they really need to figure out how to embrace this marvel dark universe so this is probably
2: just their way of reevaluating, getting a little more time rather than wasting quote-unquote marketing dollars on a project they might not fully believe in yet so we've
0: got it labeled for august so in july they'll add craven the hunter based on a true story (laughs) because hunters (laughs) because hunters exist (laughs) and one of them was probably named craven yeah
2: uh, and speaking of Marvel, Beyond the Spider-Verse, which is the next Spider-Man animated movie, has been removed from its March 29th, 2024 release date. I think that's just is on the animator's side. Yeah. They're probably not done making that movie, no. so I don't think it's a writer's strike. I don't no. think they're
1: anywhere close. They were close. barely yeah. done, barely, barely done when the, first, when the Across the Spider-Verse came out. Yeah. I mean, so we even got a remixed
0: audio are... after the first week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, it wasn't like... Deluxe sent out Bad prints, like they remixed the audio for the entire right. movie Yeah, because they're like I don't like how this sounds
1: <laughs> yeah no that's purely like they're just not ready for it which is sad because out of all the films I think that's the only one that people are like really anticipating hold yeah.
0: on you haven't got to the end of the list yet I, well, I okay. fully <laughs> included that
1: film in, in my assumption so, nobody's anticipating Bad Boys 4 life
0: No one is. I've already yeah. bought my advanced tickets. One one <laughs> person here is
1: <laughs> <laughs> a I, lunatic.
0: They, Funny
2: enough, that got added to the release calendar. N- yeah. No changes. They, they finally got, found that a release got added date to
0: June, it. but they are making another mistake with this. They are mixing around these release dates. On the whole, okay. Ghostbusters was the last one was a November release. Yeah, and it did well and had some legs. So this one, they're moving from December to March. Yes. Are you thinking about a lot of ghosts in March? No. No.
1: I mean, to be fair, you're not thinking about them in December either. Well, but November
0: was. It was early November, right. the last release. You were right after Halloween. It was it was a decent enough time. That feels better. I yeah.
1: just think ghost movies really should be in October or November.
0: Or, be, or plant it as your big summer blockbuster. Yeah. Which they put Bad Boys 4 in. Bad Boys 3 for life. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Was was planted in February. Right. And it is a... It's an action comedy, but it's it's built for couples and it's around yeah. that. I mean, it's still action, but you have the ability to put this in February, where the last one was extremely successful. Yeah, they should... Overly successful. Double, triple expectations. Yeah. It only put got, it in February. It only got mm-hmm.
1: cut off by the pandemic. Otherwise, it was Correct. still going. Yeah, totally. Correct.
0: And this is the... Perfect movie to put again in February, where we've had these successes of R-rated action comedies like Deadpool, okay. I, like this. I, I gonna, mean, it, it fits there. I'm
1: gonna do another hot take. That's that, not a hot take. No, no, that is I'm, a reasonable I'm, I'm take. Do one. I, the actors Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, are getting on the older side of gentlemanly. And Cody, I'd, this is three episodes I in know, a row. I'm <laughs> so ages. I don't think any of those types of characters should be in summer movies because nobody cares about them okay
0: well well if you watched the last one they are phasing out martin lawrence and will smith and bringing in a new younger crew of people for them to advise and push along and you will still get martin lawrence hanging out of the car door screaming whoa and will (laughs) smith shooting guns on a more limited basis
1: still not in summer
0: no, it's a February movie. That's yeah. what I just said. You guys are
1: kind
2: you. of agreeing, but the way that you got there is stop, just very
0: stop, stop dumping on people that I mean Martin Lawrence isn't even sixty years old.
2: Aging happens to all of us. Just give people a chance. Yeah, unless Hollywood
0: <laughs> comes in here and chokes you out right now.
2: <laughs>
0: <Nope>. <laughs>
2: uh, and then, then there's, strike we're, we're
0: gonna strike you from the earth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then there's they're trying to make a new karate kid movie. I don't think there's even been <sighs> development on that one yet. It's it, it, it's going to continue to be released in 2024, but just got pushed back from June to December. So, no worries there, but just something to Why are
0: we reaching on Karate Kid? I don't know.
2: I mean, it, it's getting popular on Netflix because of the show, but I don't think that's But the enough.
1: show ties into the original one, Right. And in, in, in like a really, I, I think... F- organic way these seems like it yeah nobody wants a new remake nobody's asking for that i don't
0: mind yeah i I, a remake no but i don't mind a karate kid cobra kai the movie right like i don't mind them trying to do this like they used to a series of shows and then giving them a movie yeah which we'll talk about later with paramount (laughs) (laughs) but uh i don't mind them doing stuff like that and bringing in you know a, a film aspect to something that's a series right i think it's a great idea but that's probably not what they're going to do. No. They're probably going to find a star, a kid star that they have like three movies lined up for and make them the Karate Kid. Yeah. And it's going to be the same thing all over again. Rinse, rice, recycle, repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Just, ugh. Going back to the well. Well, speaking of going back to the well... Ninja Turtles. <laughs> this yeah. one I'm okay with.
1: <laughs> I'm okay with it too. I didn't. Uh, it's more of
0: a sewer than a well, but I like yeah. that
1: it's animated. First off, I'm so glad it's not live action. I did, but I will say I didn't see any of the live action ones. They just look so horrible. I wasn't going to do that to myself. You mean the, the first
0: three were live action? Also, Cody.
1: I know, but I'm glad they went to anime, animated because I didn't want a live action one. The the last three were live action versions. First three. Yeah.
0: were the live action foam suit ones in the right. 90s the second yeah. two where michael bay live action with cgi turtles right yeah. that
1: was terrible
0: yes the, i know it's you're weird. you're just you're there, missing it was there's still been michael one bay good, there's it was been still one michael bay
1: <laughs> and that and was the 90s now, now we
0: have a singular animated turtles
1: yeah and i like that they went animated and i, I, and
0: I, and I agree that, i i feel like you're you're skipping out on a lot of films here kyle and i are both confused by your crom-
1: chronology. i just want to know which
2: which of the live action ones do you like
1: the first one 1990 okay that's fine that's the only one None in of the your other... head canon that's, yeah. the <laughs> okay. that's the only one Okay. <laughs> we have three I'm indiana joneses
0: i know that there was we have one ninja turtles <laughs> only and now we have a is... second one but they went animated, animated so it's okay so it's like uh do you remember the movie uh kangaroo jack no that was a surprise with Jerry O'Connell and Anthony Edwards. Mm. They made a sequel, but they animated the sequel. So, yes, live action animated in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite like pieces of trivia: like they did a sequel in a completely different kind of media.
2: And even the children who liked the first one were confused. Yeah.
0: As a as a teenager or young adult, I was confused.
2: Yeah. <laughs> As an eight-year-old who didn't see Kangaroo Jack, I was confused. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, let's keep going with the this is, This
0: is Paramount's uh, second opening in a row on a Wednesday, yeah, which we hate on our side of the industry when there's not a holiday to work around.
1: Right. I mean, it makes Wednesday sense. openings do not make sense at all. And they're stupid unless there's a holiday, and the that Wednesday holiday before is Thanks- Thanksgiving.
0: Thanksgiving is great. And if Christmas is on a right. a Wednesday, it's awesome. Because yeah. we get to open something on Christmas Day when we have a, a captive audience going right. to theaters. Mm-hmm.
1: And they're, you're more likely to have the couple days after Christmas off because it's that midweek sweet spot. Anyways, I those are the only two instances I like Wednesday openings. Otherwise, th- you don't need them at all, ever. It's stupid.
0: Issue with... Box off supporting with sending payments, with scheduling, it just creates this oh. huge mess. Having to try to come off of films after two and a half weeks or yeah. or seeing that you have one and a half weeks of a film, so you have to wait to open it. Will they allow it? Will they not allow Will it? Will they allow
1: a Friday opening if they're...
0: Yeah, if it's a Wednesday and opening. And then you get
1: the exhibitor that's like, what what day am I opening this? Wednesday? <laughs> well, you have to keep stuff on, on screen, so Friday.
0: It just becomes a, a nightmare of questions and very vague responses. <laughs> yeah.
1: It just muddles it, and as... For your audience that who are so used to opening films on Fridays, mm-hmm. just don't deviate from that. That's just basic movie going is that new films come ask, out on Fridays Ask for the weekend. Ask
0: the world when movies open and they will say Fridays. Friday. Because that's when they assume movie's opening. For the
1: last hundred years, movies have opened on and Fridays. Unless it's
0: what? something outrageous, something that's going to do a $500 million run, nobody cares. nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares to see it on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. or Tuesday early shows for that matter.
1: <laughs> Although we went to a Except Tuesday for us, early but... show. <laughs>
0: well, we went cuz we were going to provide you with our yeah. with our takes on Ninja Turtles. Cody's going to say that the turtles date. discount. Cody's going to say that the turtles are too old.
1: No, I like <laughs> they no, they're not. They look I old
0: like... and no one wants to see them on screen anymore, especially Master Splinter. <laughs> Ugh.
1: No, I liked it.
0: <laughs> okay, Gosh. well let's hear what you thought.
1: Okay, I I did have a hard time getting into the animation in the first like maybe 10 15 minutes of it. It's just very stylized and it takes you, you a little time to adjust to because it's almost like 3D and that it's like it has a lot of depth in it right um, and it starts out there in the sewers and at night so it's very dark and muddy colors. So once that you get into it though, then I saw I started to really enjoy it. Um, it felt like in the first like ten minutes though they were rehashing the whole backstory of how they became turtles, but they did it pretty quick and through a lot of exposition. So I think that was okay because mm. you really are introducing turtles to a whole new audience, generation, yeah. audience generation. So I think they needed to do that. They're well, expecting... according,
0: well, according to you, they haven't made a turtles movie since nineteen ninety. I know so that. So no, twenty three years later I they, they mean... thirty three years later they have to uh, re educate us. <laughs>
2: Stop I can't it. believe they haven't touched on this franchise. Yes. It
1: seems
0: very successful. I know,
2: successful. That,
1: th- I know <laughs> that Michael Bay did, but I know it was like that weird half live action, half animated. And I just never wanted to watch those because they looked awful. They were. And they were. They weren't. I'm glad they went they back horrifying. to fully animated. They weren't, they weren't that bad.
0: Went back. They've never been fully animated on the screen, the big screen before.
1: They, not on the big screen i get it <laughs> i'm just saying yeah, that they were a DVD very movies. successful <laughs> cartoons, cartoons on tv, on TV. Mm-hmm. and i like that version i also really like the 1990 version with april and casey and you know the tougher than nails the yeah. uh, foam suits yeah i like them. Okay? classic <laughs> now kyle i have a question for you about yeah. turtles yeah. did michelangelo say cowabunga because i don't think he did
2: uh it was in slow-mo, but at the end. Yeah. See, oh! I told you. Yes.
1: I, that, he got it snuck one in. Yep. Yeah. They, they did sneak During one in fight, yep, During the final fight he said
2: cowabunga when he, he was tossing the little thing. glowing thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Okay. I didn't he, I didn't catch it and then I was really sad afterwards that they didn't say cowabunga.
0: Yeah. She <gasps> she really this, she really put this out there and I'm like, and the kids are agreeing with her because they're mama's boys. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, he didn't say it and I'm like, he totally said it. They like, didn't say it. I'm Shut like, up, when? Dad. <laughs> Totally tubular, yeah. He said it. He said, "Cowabunga, bro."
1: Well, I'm gonna have to watch it again so I get it because I did feel like I missed that part.
2: <laughs> well,
0: did. yeah, I'm on.
2: He, um, he said it. Okay. Yeah.
1: What else did I like? <laughs> I liked um, how they were teenagers. I felt like it was really heartfelt. Um, and yeah, I, I liked how all of the this is kind of spoiler all the other mutants do not end up being bad guys. They're not against them. I like how they kind of came together as a family mm. of mutants. It just was nice that they weren't just always fighting against each other.
2: I was at least expecting one of them to be a good guy, but the rest be against. Yeah. So
0: uh, it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I like. I think it though. works. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of. It was.
1: I made the big bad guy really bad. Yeah,
0: but at yeah, least it that. was a a reasonable twist to where you're like, yeah. oh, okay, I can I can get into this. Mm-hmm. Like I can get into the actual story of it and I don't have to be good guys versus bad guys. <laughs> yeah. The good guys win. <laughs> That's how this works.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, I I found that it was heartfelt and it had good character development and all those things that make you at the end be like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. There were quite a few references that were <laughs> younger than <laughs> Cody and I. Yes. where i didn't get them i understood they were probably comedic references mm-hmm. where other people in the audience like reacted to them and mm-hmm. i'm like oh, okay cool i'm the old guy now where i don't get the you're the like jokes. yeah i'm
1: young too <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there is one where they what the where they say sus yeah it's really sus mm. and our kids started saying that at home not before this movie came out so i, was, I like hit can i was like we get that one <laughs> Yes! yes! We've heard that.
0: We get it, meaning that we've heard our children say it. We yeah. don't get what the excitement is around saying it.
1: I don't get what the excitement is around saying it, but that's not for me to understand. I'm too old now.
0: Uh,
2: I don't know. Probably just for the generation that uses it, it's yeah. just nice that the reference feels authentic and it makes sense.
0: Cowabunga yeah. dudes. <laughs>
2: right. That's how we felt. Yeah. Like I think, heard Cowabunga. Like I think if you heard them say Cowabunga, the kids would be like, okay (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think we say that (laughs) it was
1: a really good mixture and dialogue of uh, anywhere from like um gen z to gen x like it it felt like gen x rap music was the foundation of the track Mm -hmm. for them for the music and in the background and then um they sprinkled in a lot of like gen z and millennial humor humor and and references yeah and even What is it, Gen Alpha now? Yeah, Though, but I think anybody
0: stuff. older than us would have been like looking at the screen, like not understanding what was going on. Right. Well, I
2: mean, but they they would have enjoyed the That generation didn't grow up with Ninja Turtles, so
1: they
0: no. I mean, anybody like right. in their 40s or older, I think would have looked at it. I mean, even looking at it, walking into a movie, an animated movie, like they would have been like, "What does any of this mean?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they
1: would have enjoyed the music, so they would have been like, "Okay, maybe."
0: Maybe, maybe really? it was a stretch. No, was, I
1: think they would have enjoyed the music. They were
0: they were remixes of and, and newer yeah. songs than you think they were. Mm-hmm. So, but it was just like the whole thing okay. was like I mean, teenage mutant ninja turtles with rap music. I mean,
2: with rap music for adults. I, yeah.
0: Ice, Ice Cube was famous to, I mean, our generation and just very slightly older. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like that whole thing, and he was awesome. His voice was perfect for. I, I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely nailed it. I the think. villain
2: had a lot of tension to it too. Work for kids, I think.
0: I think he and Jackie Chan's voice for Splinter were excellent pairings. Yeah, I'd agree. They were they were great fits mm. for that. Mm. But uh, we haven't gotten much in the way of what the, the early shows were, but it was a Tuesday early show, so it doesn't really mean anything.
1: No, and it's a discount.
0: And it's a discount day for a lot of places. So it's hard to read it. Like to... the, the Mission Impossible thing, too, was like you can't judge that based on this, so there's no right. relative terms. I mean, we've seen numbers of 40 to 50 million for the five-day. Yeah. And I think if it does that, everybody would be really happy.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. That would be... Totally, yeah. You know, and I and we haven't really had a kids' movie since, what, Elemental? I mean, Ruby didn't really count. Yeah, yeah. So
2: Barbie doesn't quite hit younger no, kids, no, no. Like Turtles does. So and Haunted yeah.
1: Mansion didn't hit younger kids either. So
0: no, we won't see, yeah. and we won't see anything until Paw Patrol and at the end right. of September, September thirtieth, which is eight weeks. Yeah, so I mean that's a stretch. So that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. this is gonna last a while. I mean, I get that
2: it's will. the school season soon, but.
1: All the school season does is take away during the week and matinees. It right. doesn't. It's still your st- weekends are still very strong. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, they wouldn't release any animated films at all from <laughs> September through May. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be June, July, August, which yeah. is what they do. Pretty much. Which is what the film companies do. But there's like, oh yeah, we released. You know, they're they're releasing trolls in November. Like, there's yeah. room for these to open at regular times. Right. All of the time. Well, one every I month. mean,
1: Mario made a billion dollars opening in April. So. Well, that was
0: Easter. Yeah, Easter's a big movie holiday. I don't know if you know this. Like the biggest <laughs> what? of the year. Yeah, Easter, <laughs> <What>? Easter, and <laughs> July, July twenty first are the two
1: we biggest weekends of the year. Picnicking and looking for eggs that day. Yeah, people are going to the movies. No
0: movies. You can you imagine if WB knew that Barbie was what Barbie was going to be. How it would have sat on like that first weekend of June or the last weekend of June, yeah. like they they kind of put it there and like well we'll ride this out we'll leave it here. But if it was if they knew it was going to be this big, they would have opened it so much sooner. <laughs> they wouldn't have waited until the middle of July, yeah. which was which is can be a dumping ground. It can. It it has been in the past. I don't know.
1: It's like, I think it. You still think that it's going to be big because it's in the middle of summer, but. I, sometimes I have wondered if the films in early summer aren't just so big that it pulls the momentum out of the rest of the year, and then we end up feeling like a good movie got dumped on.
0: Correct. But if Warner Brothers knew that it was going to be this big, and they they wouldn't have put it up against like standalone. If it, it was going to do exactly the same as it yeah. did there, they would have put it up against Indiana Jones to like shove it to Disney. Yeah. They would have put it yeah. up against <laughs> Little Mermaid. <laughs> like like watch this. Yeah. You think your PG thirteen mermaid is gonna beat us? Oh. Here comes the pink.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here comes the pink. Well, oh, Kyle, what would you think?
2: Oh, of the movie? Yeah. Uh, I'm. I would just echo what you guys are saying. I thought that the animation was really creative, but at the same time, it does a good job at giving like a almost gross teenage vibe to it. It kind of yeah. matches well with like the turtles' aesthetic of like being teenage boys and being messy along with like the new york landscape uh and the designs of it not being completely clean because it's a city but mm-hmm. it still had a a really great spirit to the city and felt like a character of its own i thought through yeah. the animation it
1: had grimy feel yeah. to it
2: grimy but not to where it's a turn off. it really works for this yeah. style of animation um and seeing it with kids and even you know people my age it seemed like the humor worked really well the story uh familiar but that's okay with you know kids movies such as this so mm-hmm. it just was told very well at least and i thought the action was also really good not to uh it still had enough tension to it but not to where it was like too scary but i thought it was just towing the line very well mm-hmm. um yeah a really good all ages movie i would say but um not gonna be a super big smash but I think we already knew that going in but it still is going to play really well and it's going to warrant more animated movies from Ninja Turtles to be coming down the pipeline I think soon i sure.
0: just excited that they have an animated movie that's going to work after Paws of Fury last year was such a disappointment <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. And, and Paw Patrol was opened well, early after the pandemic. Well, you so know,
1: this one it? was gritty because the villain told the turtles to go to hell. And both Ken and I were no, like... No, he said, I'll see you in I'll hell. I'll see you in hell. Which is a dark <laughs> thing to
0: say to anyone, <laughs> let alone Teenagers. To, I appreciated it. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was but, it took me out of the movie for a second. I was like...
1: Both Ken and I were like... My our, stars. What? Our babies.
0: It was just like
2: it earned. I thought it earned the PG rating, though. Like, I don't I don't see that very often with these anime movies.
1: I was surprised it only got a PG rating after that line. That one got me and I felt so. But it was just
0: like, that's what the villain says is he's being like lowered into the molten metal. Like, that's. Like, like he's realized, I'm going to die and I'm gonna take you with me. I'll see you in hell. Yeah. <laughs> like it was it was a dark, like very dark moment for one of these movies and it was like maybe it was just you and me, because we were there with kids. But I think we were like... there
1: with our children, and so we really like. But it were was more like aware the it.
2: protective parents. But it was it was yeah. like the
0: thing at the end of the action movie when you know the hero has to make a sacrifice. Yeah, and it was like, oh god, I got nervous. They were going to kill one of the turtles, Kyle. I was <laughs> genuinely like, I was like, are they taking like the the game of thrones route with this where they're going to kill off leonardo or somebody and then we (laughs) got to deal with three turtles moving forward i
2: really don't want this conversation when i get home (laughs) or or
0: splinter or something are they going to kill off one of these characters and it's like that would be that'd be a bold move for them to do Mm -hmm. like going into the first of the series that's like a a sequel type thing that you would do yeah like if you really wanted to get attention sure you would take out one of the main characters but it's like first one and i'm like He's gonna, he's gonna kill one of these turtles. He's gonna make turtle soup out of them. I think they're dead.
2: Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's gonna be a sequel. I was like, yeah, I,
0: there might not be.
1: Or I, I was just like, don't react, so the boys don't know that he said a bad word. I'll just, I'll see
0: you know.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you, I, I'm sure if you react too much to something like that, then they'll be like, what, what's going on? Oh, what did yeah. I miss?
0: Oh, our lovely, innocent. Um, very innocent, that's the word I want to use Children, do think that crap is the C word So yeah, it's hilarious So we had a whole mm, conversation yeah. in the car ride about, so,
1: I heard him whisper, you know they use the C word in the movie And I was like, and it's, what? Becomes, what if in school
2: that is the C
1: word to No, them?
2: and that's that excellent is, And that's that great is, and that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, It's great, it. it's so
0: innocent But when we do have conversations about it out in public And they're like, oh, they'll they'll say that Like, we'll be at a restaurant, eating, have a conversation And then our youngest will go, oh, Mom just used the c word, and then but so the people sitting the across from us. Just yeah, correct, correct. The me. waiter, the people sitting across from us, don't hear our conversation until he says, "Mom just used the c word." The waiter nearly <laughs> drops his plate. He's like, "Why does she yeah. say that?" Everybody word? is. Everybody is very like thrown thrown off by yeah. this whole thing, and it's like, yeah, no, crap is the c word. That's yep. where Dad has to come in and yeah. like overemphasize, See, emph- give the waiter an extra tip, yeah. <laughs> overemphasize <laughs> that. Dollars it did
1: have to be like they did use the h word and i was like you know h-e double hockey sticks Mm -hmm. and they looked at me like you know because hell h-e-l-l hockey sticks look like l's and then gouser's like oh wow and then he's like h-e double hockey sticks i'm like okay i feel i I feel
0: i live with like i live with three teenage mutant ninja turtles sometimes (laughs) the way these conversations go they go to the sewer immediately. Yeah. <laughs> All right. well, Let's move on to the business portion of oh. today's podcast about uh, Lex Luthor. I mean, <laughs> Brian Robbins, the new CEO of Paramount. Yeah. The way he looks, he does look like a Lex Luthor ripoff,
2: doesn't he? A little bit. Uh, looks
0: like a thumb with two thumbs.
2: <laughs> practically,
1: yeah. <laughs> this guy is just... Well, I wouldn't have gone there, but... He's just, just an egg. Okay. It's so, just... Kyle, tell us about Brian.
2: Oh, um, there was a there was an article from Variety that interviewed Brian Robbins, who is the new CEO of Paramount, and they just describe like where his humble beginnings were, and that being of an actor, a director, and a producer. I, we mentioned on last week's episode about mm-hmm. this topic that he directed Good Burger and all that from Nickelodeon back in the '90s, and now to see him work his way up to, like, producer and then be a CEO of um of a company such as Paramount, you would think that he'd be on the side of, you know, actors and writers and thinking about, you know, making creative original projects. and Have it,
0: this incredible understanding of what it takes to create these things that are special and standalone. Right. And, yeah. and in,
1: the, in the article, they do touch on that. They say he, from other people... They say he does really understand it from all areas of you know filmmaking and how it, it how it gets creative. They do understand at Paramount that you have to almost will these movie creative movies into existence. They mm. don't just fall in your lap, and that a lot of times studios get lazy. Greenlighting so many sequels because it's just easier than trying to push along and convince everybody along the way original content.
2: So that's in the first half of the article. Yeah.
1: So that makes a lot of sense. We're like, yeah, he's he gets it. He's on our side. Yeah. But then, in the, in the very last part of the article, he says that um, original animation because he's trying to revive Paramount Animation is going to go to Paramount Plus, and that only known. Qu- properties like turtles are going to theaters and it's like you just contradicted yourself in the same article with the strategy
2: not only that but he was saying that um throughout that creative process of green lighting things he has quote-unquote big ideas that's what he coins them as yeah. and an example of one of his quote-unquote big ideas is taking the transformers franchise rebooting it and then introducing gi joe's as part of the franchise at the tail end of the movie So immediately, and it's right after him describing like, yeah, you got to look at, you know, people for originality, new ideas, fresh faces Mm -hmm. uh, that can lead the industry. And then, like you said, he contradicts that by talking about only focusing on IP stuff for animation and only focusing on how to combine IPs and franchises to make a mega franchise, and
1: then he already greenlit turtles because he really believes in it. Mm-hmm. But he also greenlit a TV series, so to act as a bridge between the, this and the next film, only but, on streaming, right? Right, only on streaming. But Disney is now discovering that when you do that, it, you oversaturate the market in your IP. Yeah. So all of those Star Wars shows, which were good and of themselves don't necessarily translate to interest in Star Wars movies.
0: Correct, and that's the same thing. I mean, Disney did it twice with Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. But you can build a bridge. You just can't do it like they did, where it's like you have to take this bridge and then this exit and then this right. next bridge to understand the whole story. To like where you have it totally to, connects. You release this movie, it's successful. Then you have a series that has to come out 90 days before the next film is released you have to build these like stepping stones and make it easy for people to see where this is going you can't just you can't just keep pumping content out there and like oh yeah they'll follow the storyline
1: right or it's or they'll be interested in it when they've had two years worth of turtles i Mm -hmm. mean we haven't had a good turtles movie since what 2014 2016 yeah i mean it was the last turtles themed movie right so it's been a while, but you create bridge content, you take away the demand for it, because now you, because now you've been saturated. So, I do think he's a little behind on that. And the idea is, is that we just so badly want original, new. We want something new, and I, mean, I clearly think,
2: from Barbie and Oppenheimer, yeah, right?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. And, and I just think that at as, at one point, Turtles was new. Mm-hmm. I mean there everything starts as being something new and we're just at a point now where we just want something new with new fresh faces in it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm and I'm not 100% mm-hmm. hip to all the the Marvel stuff, but I know during the pandemic and coming out the big series were Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then WandaVision. WandaVision. That one that one we we see her in um, Doctor Strange. Right but we have She-Hulk, we have Moon Knight. Do any of those other characters other than Wanda show up in any of these Marvel movies we've had so far?
2: It's 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 very unclear, to be honest. Yeah. It, it's become so muddled that even, like, diehard fans are shrugging their shoulders going, we have no idea, like what our direction is going in what
0: right. multiverse they're in and yeah all this they've and they,
2: even those shows don't do a good job from what i've heard at introducing like these new
0: characters oh no
1: we tried to get into moon Knight, and the first episode was because, so we, awful.
0: because we love oscar isaac yeah yeah he's great
1: he but it was just so couldn't convoluted you didn't even introduce the actual moon Knight character till Kind of the very end of the thing, you saw little glimpses of him, but you just sure yeah didn't give us any background on who this character is going to be. Like I have to figure it out over multiple episodes. No, thank you. I, I you had me for one, and it was awful. And now I can't do the other seven. I mean,
0: Oscar Isaac plays second generation Han Solo, and then he can't <laughs> string together a sentence oh, in this. They you know, make him play like they make him play like a nerd weird. nerd when he's like literally the coolest guy in the universe. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's and the last thing the last. May major thing he was in (laughs) and i was like oh yeah also he can't speak and he he has a stutter
2: and you're supposed to think he's nerdy and a loser yeah (laughs) no with that five o'clock shadow i don't think so
1: (laughs) and his fit body like no thank you
2: so i don't know i mean the article obviously was just to prop up the new ceo talk about his humble beginnings make himself look good for people but when you're But it's just not a good look when you're contradicting yourself all the same time. I mean, obviously, we know that there's going to be IP stuff that they make because they make money. And, you know, sometimes you want to, you know, get yourself a good bump in that regard. But as we just see, you know, like during this writers and actors strike, we're seeing them, you know, only want to focus on what's worked in the past. You Mm -hmm. use AI in order to recreate that stuff. It's just it's still concerning when. It feels like that's still a focus from another studio, even it's from a guy who made Good Burger. (laughs) I feel like
1: why younger kids and even myself are getting more drawn to, like, short reels and YouTube stuff is because it's new and different. And I do and i feel like i'm discovering something. Right. i don't feel like i do that very rarely. do i feel like i do that with with movies anymore because it's always a sequel or one in a tr- in a saga of something or adjacent to something that i d- i just know. i know what mm-hmm. the story is. there's but, nothing different about it.
0: but the last two we've went to have been fun surprises oh, with yeah, barbie and then sure. now turtles. I mean, we went to No Hard Feelings before that, and it felt like very formulaic. Kind of. The I know. Same thing. I feel
1: like that had the potential, but it was very much let down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but these last two, it's been awesome. And yeah. Cody's gonna see Oppenheimer this weekend.
1: I am. I'm gonna see it. Okay. Not my film. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure. I hope I Cody
2: staring at me. I hope yeah. you enjoy it. I'm not sure really, why she really why hope she, she
0: pushed for this. I'm not gonna say no because I want to see it. Oh, but. Ken's gonna love it. But I'm not, you know, uh, we're we're going away for a weekend together and i just waiting for this to ruin the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for this movie to be like, that was a waste of I, three hours of my life. He's going to call you, Kyle, at like nine o'clock mm. on Saturday night to tell you that it was a waste of
1: three I'm hours. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt because I like Tenet so much. And I'm like, okay, maybe I do like Christopher Nolan films. <laughs> so I'm going to try okay. it.
0: <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You like a Christopher Nolan? I like Nolan. a
1: Christopher Nolan. <laughs> One and it that was... is
2: completely different from Oppenheimer. <laughs> With all the others. Then is all it the different others, than
1: yeah. all the others? or Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah
0: I it's, mean, about, all... it's about reverse time travel.
1: <laughs> well, I really liked it.
2: <laughs> I mean, he, he involves time in all of his movies, obviously. But uh, Tenet just yeah. Tenet felt like James Bond if he directed James Bond. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's why I liked it.
2: Well, Oppenheimer is like, not that. I know
1: Oppenheimer. <laughs> it feels not like if he
0: directed Quantum of Solace, like one of the worst James Bond movies ever. <laughs> like if he directed that one, like you have to redirect this movie. Do Man, I, have I wouldn't. To? I wouldn't give him that. But that's I I just don't know why, how, or why Cody likes that movie so much. It's crazy to me. It's cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they speak to me.
0: Sometimes just cool.
2: Okay. Uh, so do we have anything else to say about? Nope. Paramount stuff. just no, wanted just
1: to... to wrap up, it was interesting. It was always nice to have an, an article on a CEO who's he's been there for the last two years, but now this is like finally moving forward completely his regime. He, he yeah, everything that that's stuff. being yeah.
0: made from here on out is his. I will give right. him
1: the credit though. We have seen the last two years since he's taken over a huge turnaround in Paramount's marketing. I yeah, it's true. I argue. They are the best marketing studio that we have right now. Like, they yeah. are taking small, small pictures and making them feel like events. And I think that's awesome.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: I would agree with that. I mean, so, yeah, I put it right up there. Since, I mean, better. Top Gun was, Top Gun Maverick was what it was. Right. It, mm. didn't it is to, what it is. Right. It was this big movie that rode through the entire summer. But yeah. since Smile, oh. we've really seen like this, like, they can turn these. 10 million dollar movies into successes right and even
2: and even this year while dungeons and dragons and mission impossible didn't have the right release dates they at least were well marketed i think that they were able to gather an initial audience and then be able to have six was a big
0: surprise i mean yeah
2: i would say so
1: i didn't think that the article did justice to dungeons and dragons because there seems to be this perception that it, it didn't make enough money or it didn't do well enough sure but I don't think people realize how long it lagged out. It worked. It made a
2: hundred million. It worked so, on a certain yeah. level. It wasn't the big splash opening. But it, it dropped stayed. more than fifty percent. It but, stayed
1: yeah. and I think it's gained audience and it just found its point. And I don't think it's as terrible and I think you know, and I don't think the article gave it the credit that it was due. And yeah, I know somebody Absolutely.
0: will immediately say Babylon, but after seeing it that like that was the exception. But after seeing it the first five minutes, you can't save that movie. Yeah, they they <laughs>
1: lumped Babylon and and uh, Dungeons and Dragons together as misfires. Babylon is the only misfire on I, would that. Say so. I don't think I don't think lumping Dungeons and Dragons was smart in that. And I think the article really missed that. I, I feel I would like agree. The article only referenced its opening weekend and it was like out of sight, out of mind. Didn't realize that when you have boots on the ground and you're actually connected to theaters, you see what burbles through and what really Mm -hmm. holds on. And that one held on for so long. I had a second run
0: theater that had it on screen until last week. Yeah.
1: That's (laughs) impressive. And and they said that Transformers in the article, too, they kind of were negative on transformers saying it didn't gross as much mostly what? because it didn't do as well in china but
2: what did they expect it to do michael bay numbers right. but again that was because they uh, um the foreign audience was able to right. grab hold of it even more than american audiences but, did
1: but, the, it, hel- Different but time. it held so well yeah. like that it it held in that matinee you know area where you just wanted a nice pg-13 something to go to it held straight. I still had some places up until like a week or two ago that still had it as just a show or two a day, and it was still selling out.
2: These outlets, I think, need to stop thinking that these titles like Transformers and Ninja Turtles and Dungeons and Dragons are going to be these A-tier monstrous opening game busters movies. They're right. going to be good ten pull movies, yeah. but they're going to be B-tier and open to around $50 million, which like as long as is... they hold yeah. and they're good... That's fine. I feel like you don't this need is the to resurgent splash. of
1: the mid-level movie. The I, mid-level I hope movie so. yeah. didn't do great to open, but it held on. And that's what we're seeing with these films. And I just feel like we forgot in the era of huge franchises and big openings, we forgot what a mid-level film, how it played out and what that felt like. The and, late
2: the late tens hurt that. Yeah. When every superhero movie was over 100 oh, million and then it yes. branched out into disney doing that with their uh um their disney animated remakes and then even some you know even transformers was able to do that at one Mm -hmm. point but that's just not the reality that we're in and i think people in the industry such as these outlets need to recognize that we're coming back to more of the mid-level and if you uh, give
1: them time you see paramount gave them bigger windows even and then they did um they gave them longer windows, and then they did a higher PVOD, which is that premium video on demand. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that get, it will never get back to the 90-day window, but you gave it some breathing room to percolate and grow your audience. And I just that's the key I see that happening to that ha- happening well, more. We haven't talked yeah, about this key. yet,
0: but the Transformers did do the 45 days and then went to Paramount Plus for yeah. free, which which is not the worst move. No. If you don't want to pay for Paramount Plus, you can still bring it for the twenty dollars or whatever. But right. it's you know, that's what you have to do to prop up these but streaming it, services mm-hmm. that are now just the whole thing is like how much money how how little money did we lose this year? Right. I mean, all of these numbers are coming out crazy where Peacock was like, We are only gonna lose three billion dollars this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just think that some audience, some consumers just are not are not pushing away from streaming but they still there's still some interest 45 days or longer to go see a film just for a, a discounted matinee and i do think this will be part of a bigger discussion but if you can add some more variable pricing in for that model further out i i do see that that working and it's staying in theaters longer so
2: between people wanting more original um, um movies as well as inflation yeah i would i think Mm -hmm. though those things combined are going to be what pushes audiences to want that
1: right and then it makes sense when you make sequels and obviously they got it the article very much hinted at that they got to get their budgets under control like they cannot be having two and three hundred million dollar budgets it's just you're not going to get your return on that that even the
2: ceo agreed to that he said "Covid and inflation
1: i think that's what disney's problem is is they don't do anything without cgi and so they'll they always have these huge budgets because of that
2: that's a hint at next week's episode you're welcome
0: (laughs) yeah uh kent any final thoughts the yeah no and they've tried to do this with some of these big budget movies like with mission impossible where they shot them back to back Mm -hmm. so they shot dead reckoning one and two together but you're, they still spent like
2: 350 million dollars making this movie well, so they were on overseas during covid and correct. they literally rented a cruise ship yeah for <laughs> everyone to stay safe yeah i understand that
0: when one. i when i think cruise ship i think safe i think safe <laughs> well, from safe from diseases and viruses is that where it always like happens not think, first but like second
2: now that i think about it it might have started on a cruise ship. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay uh i think that's Long enough for today's episode, and <laughs> we should like, wrap that up.
0: Yeah. Kyle's going on vacation, so yeah. have a great, oh, well, great thank you, time off, Kyle. And so same with you guys. See have everybody fun. next week
1: for Oppenheimer reviews. Woohoo!
2: I, it, the time has come. The time has come. <laughs> <laughs> the final verdicts of Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah, no.
0: Now that everyone else has ruled, Cody's going to smack down her judgment of ah, that was really dramatic and sad and boring. <laughs> 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 you already <it> here first. <laughs> And you'll hear it again next week. I'll be the definitive
1: voice on it. Yes. Everybody that's waffling on it, I'll let them know. Oh, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.